Morning, church. Appreciate it. You guys appreciate pastors, right? No, I said pastor, not me. I really do appreciate them. You know, sometimes we look at people and we see, we see the flaws and we see that people are not perfect. And we tend to judge them on those things. But we have to remember that their faithfulness is in Christ. And we're, as we be faithful to Christ too, he will do wonderful things as well as he's doing with them. Amen? I'm going to do an illustration today, but I'm going to pray for us, all right? Because I'm going I'm to, I just want to say one thing to all our Giant fans. How many, who's the Giant fan here? Football. I'm a big time Giant fan, but they are losing like crazy. So I'm using them as an illustration today. Amen? All right? Don't be hurt. I've been hurting, but it's going to fill in with the illustration, man. So, Lord God, I just thank you for this time, Lord. I thank you what you're doing in this place, Father God. I thank you what you're doing through me and everyone in this place, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak to your people today. As you spoke to me, Lord God, I pray you will speak to your people. I pray they'll be encouraged. I pray they'll be empowered today, Lord God. And to realize, Father God, that change is here, Lord God. And that you've been working all along for us, Lord God, even when we didn't see it, Lord God. It doesn't matter what we see. It doesn't matter what we hear, Lord God. Our hope is in you, Lord God. So we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. And we pray for our giant fans that they will not be offended. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Oh, oh. Our three-year-olds are protesting. We've opened up the three and four class. So if you have a three or four-year-old, please bring them to the back. Amen. I was been preparing this sermon for like a whole week, and I had like six different sermons. It wasn't until this morning that God spoke to me. Right on time. I got up like at five in the morning. The Lord was like, I want you to talk about this. And he gave me an illustration about football. So I'm going to explain the illustration about football so nobody's confused. It's really simple. But I woke up this morning thinking, like almost like an evaluation, like what has happened this year for me? I remember the beginning of the year, God was talking about change. That was the word for me. God gave me, he said, a change is going to come this year for you. And everything this year went crazy. I could just pinpoint just maybe a few good things, but everything was like crazy this year. And it still is. And I asked God, Lord, what is it that I'm producing? What is it that you're changing in me? What is it that's growing inside of me? What are you doing with my life? Why are these things happening? I know that you, you're faithful. I know you're good to me, Lord God, but why are these things occurring in my life? And I realized something this morning that I've been believing a lie. And the lie where I was believing is that I'm losing this battle. And this is where my New York Giants illustration comes in, amen? If you're a Giant fan in football, I'm putting this burden on right now. You don't mind? Hold on. Amen. It's a giant shirt, but you know what? I, it's the shame. It's almost like shame on you, right? <laughs> if you watch the Giants football, right, on the sideline, you have Odell Beckham. He's a wide receiver. When you feel like you're losing, one of the things that come about is frustration. Yes. If you see Odell on the sideline, his frustration is almost like a, a, a t- someone throwing a tantrum. He's just standing there on camera, over millions of people watching, just screaming. Just, just, he would just do that like for five minutes, screaming. When we're in a losing, when we believe we're in a losing season, the first thing that comes up is frustration. 
We become frustrated with everything. We become frustrated with, especially with um, how things are not changing. Things are not changing the pace that we want it. We don't feel like they're changing because, you know, first of all, we don't see everything. I want to take this off. I feel burning already, right? Jesus. You don't know what I go through when I watch football games. I thank God I'm not cursing at the TV, but I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Amen? But that's one of the things that happens. In our frustration, we get angry with God. We're saying, you promised me change, so why is all these things just obstacles to keep happening in my life? I want to do this. I'm pushing to do this. I'm trying to do that. But for some reason, nothing's changing. One of the other things that come with a feeling of, of like you're losing now is produces discord. I'm going to read the definition for that. When, and I'm re- actually going to read the synonyms. It says conflict, friction, hostile, empathy, ill feeling, bad blood, argument, quarreling. When you feel like you're in a losing situation, one of the things that comes up is discord with each other. We start arguing. We start complaining. I don't like the way this one does. I don't like when that one does this. Because in our eyes, in our minds, we don't feel like the change is happening. So we start picking on each other. Maybe it's your fault that this is happening. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying like in the scenario. Maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's you're the reason why this is going. I'm trying this and I'm trying that. But for some reason, things are not working out. So it must be your fault. And then backbiting and talk, people start talking about each other. You see that in the jobs, right? You see that in church. You see that in your homes. There's a feeling of things are, are, are losing out. We're missing something and it's bringing us frustration. Another one I have is the shame. This is where this comes in. If you're a Giant fan, one of the things is every week they get up there and Eli Man, I blame Eli Man. I don't know about you guys. He's a quarterback for the football team. I blame him. I, I, <laughs> he reminds me of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. You know Shaggy? Oh, he's always shaking. When, when, this is an illustration, when he gets to the line to actually get the ball, his job is to throw the ball or pass it off in order to score a touchdown to get a point, right? For some reason, when he sees the opposition coming, the first thing he do, he, he, and falls to the floor like that. I don't know about you, but that's what he does to me. And I'm like, what is wrong with him? Why he don't throw the ball? Why he don't get up? That's like us in a lot of times. When we're faced with situations that opposition comes and we're so used to being down and we have this mentality that we're losing and nothing is, nothing's working for us, the first thing comes when the enemy comes or something bad comes along, we fall to the floor in defeat. We don't even stand in there and try to, try to score or try to make any kind of production. I'm hot. Hold on a second. Real quick. Sometimes these burdens, <laughs> these burdens are giants. And a lot of times, hold on, it's hot. That's how I feel about that. Sometimes these burdens are giants. They become so big to us that we can no longer see clearly what God is doing. All we see is the loss. We don't see the production. We don't see that Barkley is running good. We don't see that one part could change the whole situation. We don't see that. All we see is a problem. But then when I woke up this morning, God was telling me this. He said, do you realize in this year that you're in the fourth quarter? Now, some of us, if, we, if you're a Giant fan, you know in the fourth quarter, the game's over. You could be losing like, like 12 when <laughs> the game's over. 
But in other teams, I'll, I'll use the New England Patriots, for, for instance. When they're in the fourth quarter, that, the game is not over for them yet. That could be down by 20, and it's still the game's on. God said, we are in the fourth quarter of this year. And whatever he promised you, whatever he's been speaking to you, God said, I'm still going to do it. It's not over yet. See, God is a faithful God. And he's going to faithfully produce what he promised to us. Amen? I'm going to read the scripture. This is in um, Philippians 1.6. This is like the, the, this should be the thing for every year of your life and everything you go through. This should be a scripture you should follow. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion unto the day of Jesus Christ. If we're a losing team, if you feel like you're losing, like the Giants, right? You have to understand that we have a good coaching staff, not the Giants. But Jesus and the Holy Spirit being our coaching staff, not only he sees what the plays that are going on, but he sees it from a, a top view. And he's taking videos and, uh, and, and, and diagrams and all these different things to know what will work in our favor. But sometimes we don't realize when you're going through stuff, in that time, there's also production happening for us. In Romans 5, verses 3 to 4, it says, it's referring to faith, and it says this. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. I woke up this morning realizing that because of frustrations and because of things that were going wrong, I didn't realize that God was still producing something in me. Sometimes when we go through hardships and we go through frustrations, we, we take those moments as, I don't want to deal with this. We do the Eli Manning and fall to the floor. We don't stay in the front and look for other options and look what God is doing in the midst of it. We just go down. But it's producing perseverance in us. I'm going to read the definition of perseverance. I know you probably know the definition, but for me, I have to read it. It says, a continu- is this it? Yeah, continuing effort to do achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. The action or condition of an instance of perseverance. To stay in the midst of something even though there's difficulty there. We're so easy for us. I know for me a lot of times it's so easy to give up. It's so easy to say, no, I tried this already. I, I don't want to do this again. But if God is producing perseverance in our, in our frustrations and in our hardships, he's giving us the ability to stand in difficult times. We don't know that what awaits us ahead of time. We don't know if we're going to face other situations. But if you can, if you can make this inside of us grow and be in a place where I can stand even in hard times. Even in hard times, I know God is producing something. Even when things come at me, I can trust God that he is doing a good work in me. And he's going to complete it to the day I come to see him face to face. So in your struggles and in the hard times, God is still doing what he promised and which is change. How many of you have been in situations where you needed God to change? He said, Lord, when things get rough, I always run. People do that in church. Since we're talking about church, people do that in church all the time. Things don't go their way. They run out of the church and go somewhere else. And they don't want to stay put. They don't want to stay what God is doing. They don't want to even see themselves as an answer to a prayer that people have been praying in the church. They run away and they don't realize that God said, maybe I want to use you to fill in that blank that you've been seeing that's missing. But in difficult times, we can't stay. And we don't realize that in that time, God is producing that. He's producing perseverance. The other thing is character. Oh, my Lord. 
How many got character flaws? We all do, right? I got character flaws. Ask my wife. I got character flaws. And my kids. But it says the mental and moral act, um, qualities um, distinctive in the individual. Here goes Eli Manny again. One thing about Eli Manny is he could get beat up, thrown on the floor. He doesn't get injured, which I'm sorry. I've been praying for an injury, ankle injury. <laughs> not, not permanent, but something that would take him out so that his quarterback doesn't play. That's part of character flaw. I got to deal with it in Jesus' name. I have been praying that. Forgive me, Lord. God don't answer all our prayers. Do I? But I just waiting. This guy is like a Sasquatch. He can't break him. But one thing about him, he can lose the game by like 80 points and win by 50 points. He has the same demeanor. Nothing changes his character and no matter what the situation is. That's one thing that people say about him. Is that it doesn't matter what happens in the game. It doesn't matter how bad they lose. His character does not change. In our trials, God is producing character in us. A lot of us don't want the character. A lot of us, you know, a lot of us want to get to a place where you're on a totem pole, you're on the top of the place in your job, whatever, but you don't have no good character. God said, I want to produce something good in you so that no matter what happens, people can look at you and say, you're, this person is a child of God. No matter what happens to this person, if it's bad or good, for some reason, they're still seeking God. Their character is like straight up. It has that Eli face. And Eli face is annoying now because they lose it, right? It also produces hope. In this situation, it produces hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a longing fulfilled brings a tree of life. If God said early in the scripture, he says, um, hold on one second. In Philippians, he says, be confident in this, in the, uh, of this, that he who began a good work will continue to carry it out and completion until the day of Jesus Christ. If that's true, then I hope is knowing that even though I'm going through this situation, somehow, some way, this is going to work out. And if I'm in a football mindset and I'm saying, this is the fourth quarter that I'm losing, I can imagine the coach going in the back and saying, let me tell you something right now. The enemy is in a place right now where he thinks that you're going to do the same thing again. He's already given up. If you watch football, what happens in football, when a team has a big lead, they start like killing the clock. That means that the clock is going down and they're trying to do running plays just to kill the clock so they can win the game and not make any effort to go forward. The enemy is trying to kill the clock on us. And he wants to stop everything from happening. He wants to end the game now. But there's so much time on the clock that he has no, he only he can do is try to run plays to try to kill the time. Every time he makes a play or gets a first down, the clock keeps going. But if he don't realize right now that God has a strategy in our favor. That he's been working things behind the scenes. The first thing God wants us to know is that you're not losing, you're winning. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it seems like. Something is changing behind the scenes. And what happens is when we get to the line and get up to that place, the enemy is already defeated because he don't realize that we have a game plan. He doesn't realize that God has a strategy to win this game. And one play at a time, one moment at a time, another victory, another go downfield. Here comes a touchdown. Here comes a stop. Here comes this. And actually, you know what? This game is tied up. Even if this year ends to a place in your life where it takes a field goal to win it in last seconds, God's going to give you victory in your situation. He's always producing in us. He's the one that gave us that. He's the one that started the work in us. Will he not finish it? Sometimes we do like, we, in football, they have this thing where when they get up to the line 
if they feel like the defense is going to come tackle them, they change the play at the line. God wants to give you strategy and, 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 and wisdom in situations that when you get up to the line, you see the enemy rushing at you and he's angry and stuff like that, that in a moment's time you could be aware of what this is. You're used to, if you're used to going down, you know when the enemy's coming at you, right? You know when you say this or you say that, what the response is going to be, right? So in those moments, God's going to give you wisdom to say, you know what, at this moment I'm calling an audible. And in that order, but I'm changing the play from a pass play to the running play. It's going to confuse the enemy, and I'm able to get to the, the goal I'm, I'm reaching to. Don't allow the enemy in this season to be, make you believe that you lost. He sent everything at us this year because he wants us to feel defeated. He wants to believe that what God promised us is a lie. But it's not a lie. God is faithful to do what he, what he promised us to do. And you know, sometimes we go through these things and we seem like it's so big. We seem like they're giants. But God said, if you're faithful with a little, I will bless you with much. If we want to hear that, well done, my good and faithful servant, we have to take the little that God has given to us and he put it to practice. Sometimes we don't want God, we don't want to do things. I don't want to go through this, Lord. I don't want to have to deal with these things. I don't want to have to be persevered. I don't want those. I don't want to have to go through the trial that produces those things. But if you be faithful in those things, God will answer you to the things that you're looking for. He wants to bless us. He wants to do what he promised. He wants to heal us. He wants to promote you. He wants to get your dreams that are in the back burner that kind of feel like, you know, maybe not there's a season for it. God wants to bring those things to the forefront. But if we give up already before the game is over, the enemy is going to win. The Lord started the battle in you. The Lord started the fight in you. The Lord is the one that called you. You didn't choose God. He chose you. He called you. And when you came, you said yes to Jesus. And God said, okay, now let me work in you. But I'm going to allow some things sometimes that are not always the way you want it to be. Sometimes you're going to have rewarding. Some of you may have a good, great, this may have been a great year for some of you guys. So now you, you could kill the clock now. <laughs> Get ready for next season. Amen, right? You can encourage those who are broken, those who are going through trials and tribulations. But for like I said before, for us that are going through some hardships, we need to realize that the game is not over yet. And our, our, our brothers and sisters that are rejoicing, we soon will rejoice with them as well. I went, to a, uh, I went to a funeral yesterday. And, you know, I know the family for years. We haven't seen them in so long. And, uh, you know, a lot of them were serving the Lord and they were out there. We would meet them in the streets sometimes, and they were just like, I'm not, I'm not about that God stuff. I'm not about that no more. Question us and all this stuff. And I went to the funeral, and I was just so shocked at the funeral. That people, first of all, it was, it was a death, right? And people are mourning, but it almost had like a joy of the Lord, all of them. And I was like, what's going on here? How is it all these people, I thought they're not serving God. And I come to here, oh, this one's getting married. They're serving the Lord. This one gave their life to the Lord. This one gave their life to the Lord. This one's serving God. This one, and they're all like seeking God out. And I'm like, what? What happened? Because somebody didn't give up. I remember the grandparents were praying over and over and crying out and praying and praying for them. It doesn't, that song we were singing before, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Things can look crazy. Things look like they're never going to change, especially when you think of your children or your family members that are serving God. You, you start like, oh, my God, what's going on? But you got to trust the game is not over yet. And God has a plan in every situation, whether it be bad or good. Not that God causes bad things to happen to you. But you know what? When the enemy, when the enemy meant for evil, God will turn around for your good. And in those trials where he tries to destroy you is where God builds perseverance, where God builds character in us. He takes the enemy's things and turns it for us. 
So what we're going to do today, I believe we're like a, cro- we're like a, uh, a crossroads. That's what you call it, a crossroads? We're at a crossroads about a lot of decisions in our lives. And one of the things I believe God wants you to know today is that he's faithfully producing in you something wonderful. And I said this on Wednesday. I said, we have to have this place in our hearts that we are totally contempt what God wants to do for us. We sing that song. You heard that song, It Is Well With Our Soul? And the song, the guy wrote the song because I think he had a loss. Somebody died or something like that, right? So he was singing this song about, you know, it's well with my soul. A lot of times we say, God, it's well with my soul when bad things happen. But sometimes you have to say, it's well with your soul when God wants to bless you. We get to a place where we give up so easily and we don't wait for the time when God wants to pour out his blessing upon us. If you stay in the fight long enough, you realize you have a victory waiting for you. Maybe sometimes where you're at right now, the victory is not there. But if you go a couple of more steps, you realize the the blessing has been there all along. I had to get to a place in my mind where I said, you know what? I've been, this whole year, remember my word is Skittles. You remember that? The word of the year got was Skittles. Like taste the rainbow, taste the promise of God. If if you don't remember, you're new here. I had a dream where God gave me my word for the dream. And um, there was people hiding in darkness. And I began to open my hand and Skittles were shooting out. So I was shooting Skittles out, and people were coming out eating it, and they were eating the Skittles. And there was an enemy that was angry, but I was able to defeat the enemy. The one thing that God told me after that, he said, change is coming this year. And it's one thing when you don't see change, but you have to speak change to somebody else. It's very hard. But one thing I had to do was always remember what God told me. Taste the rainbow. I have given you a promise. Now as you share that promise with other people, because when you do it, God's going to do it for us all together. I want you to taste and see that God is good, that he's not a liar, that he's not going to disappoint you, that he's not out to harm you, but he has a future and a plan for you, a hope in a future for you. But if you keep the battle going, you keep fighting, you keep fighting, there's going to be a double portion for you. We was talking about my wife read that scripture about the leaders. If you do, if you do well, there's a double portion for you. If you preach the gospel, you minister to people, if you love people, if you take the little that God gives you, God's going to give you double for that. So I take that back to football now, right? I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith for the Giants, right? I don't. But I'm praying that somehow, some way, in a weird situation like that, maybe a double portion, maybe two Super Bowls will come out of this madness. I'm saying, right, go ahead, clap that. Come on, Giant fans. Maybe two Super Bowls come out of that. But mom, what I'm saying is that maybe there's two Super Bowls waiting for you. Maybe there's two big, big victories that God has in store for you today. That if you continue to walk and continue to do what God has called you to do, you're going to enter into those promises. Don't give up. God hasn't given up on you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. That means when I'm in the trenches and I'm going through stuff, he is right there. In football, you know what they do? When a quarterback has a play, the, the, the coach is giving him the plays through a radio in his ear. Most of the time, Eli Manning don't make his own plays up. You know that. He follows directions. So he's getting a radio in his ear and it's telling him, do this play, do A, play A, play B, play C. He's telling him all these different things and he has to try to execute those things. God is always with us speaking to us. He never abandons us to the place where I feel alone today, Lord God, and you're not here, but I'll I'll overcome. You know, sometimes we think like that. I'll overcome and I'll get through this situation and when I do, you'll meet me there. No, 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 no. God sent his Holy Spirit to us. And the Holy Spirit is always speaking to us and always ministering to us and always protecting us and always guiding us and showing us the way to go. 
There's a straight path that God has in store for us. If we will listen to him and trust him, put all your trust in the Lord. The Bible says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all that ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. If you, know, if you don't lean on your own understanding, I may not know how to get out of my situation, but what I do know, I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge him and he's going to direct my path. He will direct your path. If you, put all your, you don't lean on your own acknowledgement, but rely on him. Rely on him for the answers that you're looking for. When you're confused, rely on him. When you're angry and frustrated, rely on him. He's the one that's doing the work. We have a small part to play in this. All we have to do is say yes and follow him and obey him. He's the one that's straightening everything out. He's the one that's making plans for us. He's the one that's making the way. He's the one that has the, the options for us over there. He has the blessing over there. He has the victory over there. He has the defense over here. If we choose to say no, there's a story in the Bible where it talks about the coins. And it says, well, don't my good and faithful. The one he gave five, he gave more. The one he gave two, he got two more. And the one he gave one, buried it. And when he came back and God said, Jesus said, the pastor said, you, oh, you wicked, lazy person. If you would just put it in the bank, it would have got interest. Maybe you're in a place right now like that person. I don't want to call you wicked and lazy. But maybe you're in a place right now where you see God as a certain way. Because he, he says to the master, he says, I know you're a harsh man. that you, you reap what you don't sow and all that stuff like that. Maybe you feel like God said, you could do all things, Lord God. You could do anything you want. You don't need me. And you're harsh with things. Maybe you feel like that right now. I want to encourage you that in those moments like that, even if you just take what God has given you, whether it be a word, whether it be a, 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 someone being kind to you, whether it be a, um, I don't care what it is, it could be money, whatever it is. If you would just invest in somebody else, somebody else will produce something for you. I, I couldn't figure out the whole situation with the bank thing. I was like, I was confused about that. But if, you, if, you, if, we, if we're lazy about things and we don't want to go forward, what happens in football is a lot of time when you're losing, superstars get this mentality where they say, you know what, I'm going to wait for next year. I'm not killing myself this year. Have we gotten to a place where we're we like, you know what, I don't want to, this ain't working right now, so I'm just going to take a step back. And maybe next year, maybe next time something better will come along and I'll put my effort to it. Nah, don't wait for it. Tomorrow's not promised to nobody. I learned that yesterday with a young person, 27 years old. Tomorrow's not promised to nobody. Today is a day of salvation. That's referring to our salvation in Christ. But you know what? You want to be saved from something? You're asking God? Today's that day. Today's that day where God wants to rescue you from where you're at. He wants to remind you that everything is good. Everything is, is processing. Everything is producing in your life. You may not see it, but there's a production going on in your life. And those hard times are, are producing that. That's not going to last forever. There's going to be the good times. When we're receiving blessings and you're on the top and everything, yeah, that's part of life. But God is faithful to us. He doesn't want to leave you suffering. He doesn't want to leave you alone. He doesn't want you to do this by yourselves. It's a new season. If it doesn't matter what we say up here, I'm going to be real with you. It doesn't matter what we say. If you don't process it and you don't take it and receive it for yourself, it's just like dead words falling on nothing. But I believe this church and everyone in this place is fertile ground. And every word that's being spoken over you and everything that's being declared over you, everything that's promises that are being spoken, if you're a fertile ground, so when it takes root in you, it's going to birth something beautiful and bear much fruit. Can we all stand right now? Maybe some of you are, you've been asking God for things and you have, you, your hope is gone. 
Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's been a long time and things haven't happened. But since God is the one working in us, that he's going to continue to the day he, we, we see him face to face, that longing you have for is going to be fulfilled. He's not a liar. This is the word. This is not us. This is not me speaking. This is the word of God. He is not a liar. And what he promises you, he's going to do. So I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to declare something over you. Amen. I declare in the name of Jesus that the season of drought is over. I declare your fears and your worry of how God sees you and what the expectations are for you. I pray you to put your trust in the Lord right now. I pray to all the, the, the times of where you ask God for things and you felt like he didn't come through and you felt disappointed. I pray he remind you today Lord, that he loves you. That it was all part of his plan that you're about to receive the goodness of God. That you're going to see the goodness of God in the land of living. I declare all fear in the name of Jesus to leave this place. Fearing that you're not good enough, that you have no place here. That what can I do to help? That what is my purpose here? I pray inside you that the Holy Spirit will, will rise up and, and the giftings and the abilities and the skills that you have will be used for the kingdom of God. I pray everywhere you go, you find prosperity. I pray everywhere you go, you find the blessing of God. I pray every attack of the enemy that's been against you and has been coming at you, I pray it cease right now in the name of Jesus. Just like Joshua did when he stopped the sun and the moon. For they can have victory. I pray the season, the things that are going on in your life will stop right now in the name of Jesus. That the Lord will give you victory in your, in your, in your troubled time. In your battle that you're fighting now, I pray the Lord will give you victory over that. I speak that any shame, any giant shame or any shame you got in the name of Jesus will just be lifted off you right now. That when your father looks at you, he don't look at you to condemn you, but he looks at you to love you and to bless you and to use you. Don't allow the enemy to destroy you. Don't allow the enemy to have his way with you. Don't give in to it. Stand up and take your authority. Stand up and fight. There's a purpose for all of us here. There is a purpose for you. This is, you're not a mistake. You didn't just fall into this place just to sit in a pew. You have a purpose here. It's time to find what is that purpose, Lord? What is it that you want to do for me? Now is the time. No one, you know what? I break religion in the name of Jesus. I pray you don't come in here and start becoming religious and thinking that's what's acceptable to God and that's what we're looking for. But I pray in the name of Jesus that you'll come here and find a relationship with Jesus Christ. That you will realize that I am more than a conqueror. That I am a belong to the, to, to the master. I'm not a servant anymore. But I'm a friend to Christ. I pray that you will be awakened to that. I pray that religion will just be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Sometimes people don't even want to come to Wednesdays or pray and stuff like that. Because see, has a religious experience. But it's not a religious experience. It's a place where we need you to pray. And stand in agreement to fight these enemies that are against us. I know it's hard to come on a Wednesday night. It's easy for me to go on Thursday, Thursday night <laughs> to watch a, a, a movie at a late night. But sometimes it's hard to come on a Wednesday night. Why don't you give it a taste and see that the Lord is good? Why don't you give it a chance to see that God has something in store for you? That God wants to bless you. It's not about what you can give all the time. It's about what God wants to give to you. God's hands are open to bless you. God's hands are open to heal you. To break the, the things that are from years inside your heart that's been sitting there over and over. And we're so used to it. We just continue and continue. But God wants to break cycles in the name of Jesus. 
He wants to break the cycle. And it takes a step of faith to make that, to break that cycle. You're doing something that you haven't done before. Even altar calls sometimes become religion. Some people come to the altar and they're going to say, you're going to pray for me and take away all my problems. No, we're not. When you give it to Jesus, he'll take it all away. You can stay right where you are and lift your hands to Jesus and say, whatever is in me that's not of you, whatever you're doing, I allow it. Lord, let the, let the work in me be perfected. Let your goodness fall on me. Let your blessings fall on me. Even in the dark times, let, your, let me see the light in the end of the tunnel. Let me realize what you're doing and allow the process to continue. Because sometimes we won't allow the process to continue. We'll give up. Allow it to have its perfect work in you. Allow it. And I tell you, I tell you, things will never be the same. We're all in the same boat. No matter if we're up here or down there, we're all in the same boat. If we don't put our trust in God, we're going to fail. I'm being real with you. If we don't put our trust in God, you're just going to handle things on your own. The way you always handle it, the way I always handle it, and we're going to be like the giants, losing over and over. I don't want to go 1 in 13 again, or 14. I don't want to live another year like that with the giants, or in my own personal life. I want to see victory. And whatever changes, watch Tim, you can come up. Whatever changes that we need to make, we need to make them. And we have to trust that, Lord, my footsteps are ordered by you. So whatever decision I make, I know you're going to bless me, Lord God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's start worshiping. Come on. In this time of worship, I just pray that you guys would just, I'm pretty sure she's up to pray, right? Well, I don't know what she's doing, whatever. But in this time of worship, I just want you to surrender to God. No, it's not about people laying hands on you and stuff. But just, just that's part of ministry. That's part of laying hands stuff. But just get, worship God today and say, you know, Lord, whatever you want to do with me, I'm down. Because I know in the end of the tunnel, there's a Super Bowl waiting for me. Amen? Amen. Amen. And just in that same spirit, you know, it takes all of us to win. Amen? It's not just one person that wins the battle. It's not one person. It's us collectively together as a unit, as a community. When we stand together in agreement, the heavens open. And God is pleased. And we can't do this on our own. And so before we get into our worship, I have to acknowledge two very special people that I'm so sorry that I forgot to acknowledge while I was up here before. As I said earlier, it's Pastor Appreciation Sunday. And Pastor Allison Burt, where are you guys at? I know you walked in the door. Pastor Alice is back there. Pastor Burt is in the back. They are the TSF Espanol pastors. We love them with all our heart. I can say personally as friends, I'm inspired by your ministry. I'm inspired by how you have answered the call of God and you have been consistent in every season. I am inspired in how I see God take you from one glory to the next glory to the next glory. And one of the part, one of the reasons why we didn't um, have them come up this morning was because they kind of took care of that part. Last week um, at the TSF Espanol service, that starts at 2 p.m. every single Sunday. Um, but I wanted to make sure um, that you all knew who they were if you didn't know who they are already. Amen. Let's give them one more round of applause for the work that God is using them to accomplish. Amen. Praise God. 
Let's just leave this place with a, with a song in our hearts. A song we sang earlier called Your Promises.
Most of the time, we can't even see how you're moving until we step into the reality of what you've done. And we're grateful, oh God, because we're living now the reality of what you've done so many, so long ago, Lord. Bringing us to a place, Father, where we could say, Lord, we need you. Bringing us to a place where we could acknowledge you as our Lord and Savior. Bringing us to a place, Father, where we could humble our hearts and say, Lord, we are nothing without you, Lord. Stepping into the promise, Lord, that you made it. If we would acknowledge you as Lord and Savior, then we would inherit. We would become your sons and daughters, oh God. We would reign with you in heaven forever, Lord. And that's a promise that you've made. And that's a promise, Lord, that you forever keep, Lord. So, Father, we stand here as your children. And we say thank you for being our Father, Lord. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for your love, Lord, because we've never known love like this before. But most of all, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you never fail, oh God, that your love never fails, what you do never fail, your word never fails, your promises never fail, Lord. Even when we get weak, you never fail, your strength never fails, Lord. So we leave here, Father, with an assurance, Lord, that in you we have more than enough because you are more than enough. You are blessed to be a blessing. Have a wonderful week. God bless you.